Hey everyone, Pastor Isaac here, your San Diego Generations Church Campus Pastor. So glad that you're joining us online and uh, thank you for allowing me to be in your living room. So uh, we definitely miss all of you and we just cannot wait to get back together in the house of God. And that is going to happen soon. So looking forward to that day. But for now, uh, you get to see me from your living room. So um with that being said, uh, you know, we're definitely living in an interesting time where we're seeing things we've never seen before. And uh, I think uh, for me going to Costco, trying to find toilet paper, not finding any, and then uh, going back again a second time, and then seeing a line from like here to Hawaii uh, was crazy. So I just I had an idea. I thought, well, what if I go down to Mexico? They have a Costco down in Tijuana. And I thought, well, why don't I just go down there and pick up some toilet paper? So, of course, um, went down there, picked up some toilet paper, and uh, I was glad about that. And so on my way back, you, you get to cross through the border. And, of course, if you've never been down there, uh, the, you'll find that there's people selling souvenirs, some of the best blankets you could ever purchase anywhere Um but uh, but I did notice that they were selling toilet paper at the border. I have never seen anything like that. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you saw bundles of toilet paper, and apparently they were being sold for $75 a bundle. So, uh, so that was crazy. I have never, ever witnessed anything like that in my life crossing that border. But, uh, but yeah, lots of things I've never seen before. And, of course, being under quarantine with my, with my kiddos and, and the family. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, my son, you know, uh, you know, just as I was going through the kitchen and, and opening different uh, cabinets and cupboards and looking for stuff and opening up the fridge door, he kept yelling. Every time I'd open something, he would yell, coronavirus, coronavirus. And I'm like, what's wrong with this kid, you know? And so anyways, I'd open something else and he'd yell again, coronavirus, coronavirus. And of course, you know, after a while, I, I thought to myself as a responsible father, I said, son, come here. And, uh, and I just went ahead and said, as, and Felt like I needed to impart some wisdom into him, and so I just grabbed him and uh, hit him over the head, and you know, shut up with your coronavirus. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think you, as a family, uh, have been uh, having an interesting time with with your family at home under quarantine. But uh, we hope all is well. So, uh, so with that being said, today, as we uh, kick off today's message, the title of today's message is. Okay, are you ready for this? Getting ready, excuse me, getting rid of the elephants in your living room. Okay, we're going to address some of these elephants in your living room or maybe in your mind, and we're going to go there today. So make sure you put your seatbelt on because we're going to tackle some of these issues. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you today for your amazing grace. We thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you would open our eyes, Father God, the eyes of our understanding and cause us to see truth that sets us free. Father, we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You know, it's interesting with, um, with now that we're at home and uh, not able to get out and uh, the fact that we're on social media and some of these things that I've noticed, some of these postings and quotes and different things that I'm seeing here have actually, you know, just it feels like it's just really distorting uh, who God is. And they're painting a picture of a heavenly father that is not the case at all. So uh, in talking about the elephant in the room or elephant in your living room or in your mind, I want to address the first elephant. And uh, the first elephant is that somehow people have determined or 
think in their mind or have posted that, that this whole coronavirus is an act of God. Somehow people are blaming God or attribute what's going on as an act of God or somehow that God is the author of this coronavirus. But in reality, it is completely contrary to God's word and the nature of our heavenly father. In fact, the word of God tells us in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, where Jesus comes on the scene. And when he comes on the scene after 400 years of silence, he comes to reveal the very heart of our heavenly father. And it says over in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, and you know that God, our father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I want you to notice here that Jesus went about doing only good. Okay, he went about healing all, not just some. He went about healing all that were oppressed by the devil. The scripture is very specific here. Jesus didn't go about doing just, you know, certain things that were good. And then he started doing other things that were bad. It says that he did only good. And this is important for us to understand. Because the Bible describes that Jesus is really the reflection of our Heavenly Father on this earth. In fact, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says that the Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Jesus expresses the very character of our Heavenly Father. In fact, in the ERV translation of this same verse, it says, The Son shows the glory of God. He is a perfect copy of God's nature. Think about that for a moment. Jesus is the perfect copy of God's nature. At one point, they asked Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. It's evident that what Jesus was doing was the will of our Heavenly Father, and it reflected His heart. This is important for us to understand. You know, James chapter 1 verse 17 says that everything good comes from God. Every perfect gift is from Him. These good gifts come down from the Father. Everything that is good comes from our Heavenly Father. And for us to think that somehow that this is an act of God, that this, this, this coronavirus and what's happening right now across the world that is something that God has brought is completely false. God is not the author of this coronavirus. God is the author of everything that is good. In John chapter 10, verse 10, a common scripture says that, that Jesus came to what? To give us life so that we may have it more abundantly. But he also described the work of the enemy, the work of Satan. And he said that he came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You know, he's described as the serpent of old over in the book of Revelation, the serpent of old that was present in the Garden of Eden when God created Adam and Eve. And here you see from the very beginning of time where Satan was working against humanity, where Satan was pushing against humanity, working against them. And Jesus basically reveals his motives, his intentions, but also reveals the heart of the Father that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So I want you to deal with this in your mind and realize this elephant, you know, when we talk about the elephant in the room or elephant in the living room, it's really something that we're not, it's, we know it's there, but we're not really addressing it. 
So today we are addressing this elephant. We are going there and we are being honest with the word of God and we are revealing the very nature of our heavenly father that God is good. Jesus is good. Satan, devil is bad. We're going to leave it as simple as that. God is good. Devil is bad. Everything that is good comes from heaven. All that is bad comes from Satan, our enemy. Are you here today? I know you are. Let's go into our second elephant here in the living room. And the second elephant is that God is somehow teaching us a lesson. Now, I've heard this from people. And in fact, uh, uh, I was talking to a particular business owner, and he was telling me that this whole coronavirus and all this outbreak is, is really God trying to teach us a lesson. I thought, wow, God is trying to teach us a lesson. So, so I just came back at him and told him, well, if God is trying to teach us a lesson, why don't you cooperate with his lesson plan for you? And instead of going into quarantine and hiding, why don't you allow yourself to be a, to, to be exposed to the coronavirus and go ahead and take that into your body and participate in God's quote unquote lesson plan or the plan, you know, whatever you're saying in regards to him trying to teach you a lesson. Why are you fighting against it? If it's his will, if this is his will for you to somehow have to go through this lesson that he's trying to put on you, you shouldn't run from it. You should participate. But see, that's not the case. God is not trying to teach us a lesson. And people that have that mentality, it really comes from a religious mindset. And it comes from a place where, where the individual doesn't really understand and know the heart of our heavenly father. In fact, John reveals it over in first John chapter four, verse 18, when he describes God's love and he describes it in the Greek, this word love is agape, which means God's unconditional love. And he says it this way, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. Think about that for a moment. When you experience God's perfect love, it's going to expel the fear, the insecurity. In fact, he goes on to say, if we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Man, if we're afraid of being punished by God, that somehow God is trying to, you know, teach you a lesson and punish you, it's because you and I have not experienced his perfect love. You see, there's a distorted perspective of God. When someone says something like that, God is trying to teach you a lesson. And it's interesting because when you experience God's love, it begins to push back and expel all fear. You know, at one point, God was describing us as humans, and, and he says that we as human beings being imperfect can give good things to our children. How much more will our Heavenly Father give us good things? You know, we as human beings can give good things to our children. Jesus is saying, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you good things? Jesus came to earth to reveal the heart of the Father. And he is not the author of this coronavirus. And he is not trying to teach anyone a lesson. That's the second elephant in the room. Let's go to our third elephant. And I need you to put your seatbelt on for this one. Because I think this one's going to really challenge you. And uh, because you hear this all the time. And I think this is something we say because we just don't necessarily know what to say. So we, we say this. So here's the third elephant. Are you ready? I, I, yeah, I can. I, I got you. <laughs> the third elephant in the room 
is when people say that somehow, no matter what, God is in control. And I get where they're coming from. I understand. But you really have to think about this for a moment. Is God really in control? Is he in control of you staying in your home? Is he in control of how you manage your time? Is God really in control of how you manage your finances? Is God in control of you giving your tithe to the church? Is God in control of what you do, of these divorces that are happening, of all these deaths? Is God in control? You see, if you believe that God's in control and he's allowing all these things to happen, it begins to distort your perspective of God. That God is somehow in control of people that are dying. You see, God is not in control. Now stay with me. God is not in control. Because you might say today, well, Pastor Isaac, isn't God like sovereign? Isn't God almighty? Isn't there no one higher than him? Absolutely. No one tells God what to do. God is supreme. God is the supreme being. He is, he is all omnipotent, all powerful, omniscient. He is, he is God and, and alone is God. And there is no other God. But when it comes to control, when it comes to his sovereignty, stay with me. He has delegated a piece of that sovereignty to mankind on the earth. What do you mean? You see, when he created Adam and Eve in the garden, we call it free will. He created mankind with the will to choose. And not just with a free will to choose, but he created mankind to have dominion over the earth. He tells Adam, I need you, Adam, to subdue the land. I need you, Adam, to have dominion over the land. I need you, Adam, to, to name the animals. I'm delegating this to you. I'm giving you this responsibility. You see, God's original intention with man was for man to have authority, to have dominion, and to rule and to reign on the earth. Now, of course, we know the story where because of sin, there's a, now a sin consciousness and it opened the door wide for the enemy now to bring about all that is wicked and evil and sickness and disease and as scripture describes and poverty and lack and all of these things that come in because of this one decision. The Bible talks about that because of one man's disobedience, because of this Adam's disobedience now. All these things come in. Death comes into the earth. But it also says that because of one man's obedience, speaking of the second Adam, who is Christ Jesus, because of his obedience, now we are given the gift of righteousness or right standing with the Father. And you've been placing the place back into a place of dominion and authority to rule and to reign on this earth. Quickly here, I want to show you a scripture. Out of Romans, chapter 5, verse 17, that says, Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. And death includes disease, it includes poverty, it includes spiritual death. These are things that are described under the old covenant. 
Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah? Notice what this scripture is saying. Those who receive the gift of being in right standing with the Father and the grace of God, they will rule and reign in this life. That word reign means to dominate in this life, to succeed in this life. You see, God has repositioned man in this place here to walk in dominion, to have a level of control and dominion over the earth. And listen, what does this mean? Jesus said before he left the earth, he said, why? it is finished and then in scripture says that he sat down at the right hand of the father why because it's finished when you come home from work right and you sit down to watch netflix or whatever you're done you're decompressing you're done with your day hello jesus said it is finished and everything that you and i would need and he put us back into this place that adam had lost the second adam gave us back this position of authority to rule and to reign in this life he's giving you authority in fact that's what he says behold i grant unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means will hurt you over in matthew chapter 18 verse 18 the King James translators, they were concerned when they were translating this particular verse. History tells us that they were concerned because they didn't, they didn't, they couldn't believe that Jesus had given mankind such authority on the earth. In fact, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, it says, I tell you, here Jesus speaking, I tell you the truth. Whatever you this is important. Whatever you forbid on the earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on the earth will be permitted in heaven. Jesus is putting you in a place where if you forbid it, if you permit it, guess what? He's going to back you up. Whatever you bind, he's going to bind in the heavens. Whatever you loose on the earth, he's going to loose, loose in the heavens. God is backing you up. God is giving you this authority. And he's wanting you to rise up. And a lot of us during this moment, this situation, we're looking at the crisis. We're looking at everything that's around us. We're listening to the news. And it's bringing about fear and panic. And here we are. And we're begging God to help us. And we're waiting on God when in reality the cross of Calvary has positioned you to where you don't have to wait on God. God now actually is sitting down at the right hand of the Father waiting on you to rise up and be the salt of the earth. Be the light in this earth and be able to lift up your voice with authority and speak to the mountain. Speak to this virus. Speak to sickness and disease. Speak to the very things that would try to rob you of God's highest and God's best for you. But God is waiting on you. You might say, Pastor Isaac, that's a strong word. The Bible says that he sat you down in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principality and power. He has granted you authority. 
He has granted you dominion. And he wants us as the church to rise up and open our mouth as the scripture says that the power of life and death is in our tongue. It's time for us to not wait on God, but it's time for us to rise up and be the sons and be the daughters of the most high God because we are the chosen generation. We are the royal priesthood of God and he has called us to come and push back darkness. And whatever we loose, whatever we bind on the earth, God is going to back us up. And it's time for us to speak as Jesus spoke to the fig tree. If you remember and recall in scripture that he went to the fig tree and he cursed the fig tree and he left 24 hours later. He comes back with his disciples and they're walking by. And Peter noticed that the fig tree was, was completely withered and dried up from the root. And he points it out to, to Jesus and says, look, Jesus, there's the tree you spoke to. Listen. The moment has come and now is where you and I need to rise up and speak to this coronavirus, call it by name, confront it and address it and speak death to it, command it to leave. We need to open our mouths, as scripture says, and begin to release the life and the river of God on the inside of us. Jesus said, he who believes on me, as the scripture says, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And it's time for you and I to rise up and begin to release that river through our words. There is life on the inside of you. The book of Ezekiel talks about the river that came from the sanctuary. And wherever that river went, it brought forth healing. It brought forth wholeness. There is a divine river of life on the inside of you. And you release it through your words. And it's time for us to speak life over our country, over our nation, over every individual who's contracted this virus. We are the church. We are the salt. We are the light of this world. And we need to do our part. And listen, God is waiting on you. God is waiting on me. And the moment has come where we need to rise up and be the people, the sons, the daughters of the Most High God. That we've been called to be if not us then who so I want you to join me in prayer and as we speak to this virus and as we speak to our nation and as we speak to sickness and disease because we've been given authority and we are going to release the river of God we're going to speak the power the oracles of God we're going to come forth and come against that which the enemy has brought upon this land and we're not going to wait on God because God is waiting on us. I want you to join me right where you're at. I want you to lift your hand and I want you to say this with me because the world is waiting for the church. The world is waiting for us to rise up and reveal the goodness of the Father as Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed by the devil. And we need to release the river of life on the inside of us right now. So I want you to join me right now. We're going to speak to this coronavirus. And we're going to command it to die and wither away right now in the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus that is above all sickness and disease. We come against this coronavirus and we command it to die and wither away from the root now in the name of Jesus. We declare it, we decree it, and we speak it into existence and we command this virus to die now. Now, now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father.
Right now, I want you to join me as we speak health, as we speak wholeness over every state in our country. Right now, every individual who is fighting this, this virus, I want you to join me right now as we declare and we speak forth the, the word of God, as we declare healing and wholeness over our nation. So come on, join me right now. Father, we just thank you right now. Father, for the authority that you have given us to rule and to reign in this life. And Father God, we're, right now we declare wholeness and healing right now over every individual across this country. Now in the name of Jesus, we speak wholeness, healing, now we release the river of life now we release your power now we release healing now to go forth now in the name of jesus and father we thank you for the victory we thank you for resurrection life that comes out of us father god and brings forth healing and wholeness father god in the name of jesus we thank you father for your promises we thank you father god for healing and wholeness was purchased for us at the cross of calvary it belongs to us healing is our inheritance father god and we receive it by faith now we thank you for it father in jesus wonderful mighty name amen 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 thank you father Woo! thank you jesus well i want to encourage you because it's important to have the right perspective of who your heavenly father is he is not testing you He's not the author of this, and he's put you in control of what happens on this earth. He wants you to subdue it. He wants you to walk in dominion over it. This word dominion is connected to success on this earth. He wants your relationships to succeed. He wants you to succeed financially. He wants you to have health. That's the will of our Heavenly Father. He desires that you have health and prosper even as your soul is prospering. That's the heart of our Heavenly Father. So if you're here joining me right now, right where you're at, and Jesus is, is not your Lord, Jesus is not your Savior, I, I want to pray with you to allow Jesus to come alive on the inside of you. You may have known about Jesus, but maybe you don't know who Jesus is on a personal level. Listen, I want to pray with you. And if you would just join me right now in this prayer to allow Jesus to become Lord of your life, it'll happen right now. So pray with me right now, right where you're at. Heavenly Father, I believe, say this with me and pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe in your son, Jesus, that he died for me at the cross of Calvary. Right now, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. I thank you, Jesus, for your acceptance and making me your own. I surrender my life. I surrender my dreams. I surrender all that I am to you. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the very first time, we want to encourage you to send us a message on Facebook, on Instagram. Connect with us, and we'd love to be able to connect with you, be able to send you material that will help you grow, develop on your spiritual journey with God. Or if you have any questions or maybe you need prayer, make sure you message us. Send us a message. We would love to just be in contact with you, pray with you if you need that. Uh, but we want to just let you know that we are here for you. Amen. We love you. Be blessed, and we will see you soon.